What's going on, podcast family? Ben here for Devo Bad Company. Rooted in Eastern Washington, Devo uses nothing but the highest quality maple, ash, birch on the market. You know what? It makes a difference. At Devo Bats, they take pride in the craftsmanship that goes into each and every wooden bat produced. Your success at the plate is their ultimate priority. They want you to know when you think of bats, think of Devo Bats. Devo Bats, your Northwest supplier of affordable quality wooden bats. Hey podcast fam, it's Ben here from my friends over at Baseballism. Founded by four former college baseball players and teammates, their love and passion for the game did not stop after leaving the playing field. An amazing organization founded on the beliefs of class, tradition, and the history of baseball. I personally shop at Baseballism because of the quality of their products and the top of the line customer service I get each and every time. Take it from me, an avid hat lover. Baseballism is not your run of the mill apparel company. Check them out at any of their fine locations or visit them online at baseballism.com baseballism built for the love of the game portland is a baseball town our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone There was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they bought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your hosts, Ben and Dave. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben, and today we've got a really outstanding episode for you, um, not just this week, but next week. Uh, we got a uh, native Northwesterner with me here while I'm on the road down here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I just happened to come across the fact that he's actually here in the area. So we invited him on over, or I invited him on over, and he came on over and just decided, hey, let's do an interview. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest this week, Tate Budnick. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the on the podcast. Yeah, this is the you know the first time we've actually been home away from home, like far away from home, and actually been able to <laughs> yeah. run across somebody we're recording. Um, but before we uh, before we kind of get like really like in depth about uh, about you, but just clearly, first of all, everybody's probably like, well, what's what's Tate doing down here in, in Phoenix? So. Uh, so, what what are you doing down here uh, this winter here in Phoenix? So I uh, I got uh, Tommy John surgery on my elbow in uh, May mm-hmm. this past year, and instead of going home and rehabbing back home, uh, they wanted me to stay down here and rehab with our physical therapists, our strength okay. coaches. So, yeah, I've been down here since uh, since spring training. Actually, I got hurt in spring training. We'll okay. dive into that a little bit later, but yeah, I'm down here in. Uh, Arizona, um, rehabbing at our uh, spring training complex, and it's been great. Excellent. Yeah, well, like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as we, we move along in uh, either probably next episode, because we're going to talk a lot this episode, because um, I learned a lot of interesting things as I was doing some research on you, Tate, and we're going to start off talking um, about your family. I mean, 
looking at your family background, you 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 come from a baseball background, you know, more than just anybody that I've kind of come across lately. And and we're gonna we're gonna start off, you know, a few years back, and we're gonna uh, go with your great grandfather, Mike Budnick Senior. And uh, let, let's talk a little bit about him because he's he's originally from Astoria, Oregon. Yeah, he's from Astoria. Uh, he was born in 1919, mm-hmm. um, a long time ago. Yeah, uh, and he moved to Seattle when he was about 12, I believe. Um, I had my dad send me a bunch of notes on him because yep. uh, he died when I was uh, when I was about three. Okay. So didn't get to dive into a whole bunch of stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he graduated from Queen Anne High School. Um, and then when he in 1938 he signed uh, he was signed by the Seattle Rainiers. Um, okay. He played it for the and then he was in 1939 he was on the Twin Falls Cowboys, which was uh, the inaugural Pioneer League, which is pretty cool because I actually got to play in the Pioneer League. Nice. Uh, in uh, when I was with the Helena Brewers uh, in 2018. Okay. So it was about honestly it was about uh, what was it 60. 70 years, 80 years later, I was, uh, almost 80 years later, I was playing in the, in the Pioneer League mm-hmm. after he was, and he was actually on the inaugural Pioneer League champions. He was on that team. Really? So, yeah. You, his team won it. Did you know about this, like, prior to getting into the league, or was it after the fact? You know, once I signed, uh, when I, was, when I went to Helena, actually, and they were there in the Pioneer League, mm-hmm. um, I had a conversation with my dad, and he said, he's like, do you know that Gramp played in the pioneer league and i was like are you serious like i was like wow that's that's incredible that's that's pretty cool so yeah almost 80 years almost it was 79 years so yeah it was pretty cool did you imagine just for once like hey like you know i'm in the same place that my great-grandfather played in you know what what it must have been like like oh it was then and now and you know they probably still had some similar to the same fields too yeah (laughs) because the the fields in the pioneer league aren't the aren't the best but um yeah it was no it's pretty cool just to know like the history that he that he'd been through and mm-hmm. um i was the first one to like be a, a professional since him so it was uh to play pro ball since he yeah. was so um it's pretty pretty cool to like to, that feeling that my great grandfather played in the same league that i got to yeah so you know it was i did a little bit of just some quick research on your grandfather um he, you know he played said he played in the majors from 1946 to like 1947 mm-hmm. um spent time with the new york giants and the san diego padres so i'm assuming the giants time was at the uh, the polo grounds there in new york so yeah so uh my dad just sent me some notes on that too so he was in world war ii mm-hmm. um 1943 to 1945 and he played on the Naval All-Star team to entertain the troops mm-hmm. um, at the time. And he was the only minor leaguer um, that was on that team. Oh, really? Yeah. And then immediately after after the war ended, he was signed by the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pitched so could because he pitched so well against the big leaguers during the, during the war. Um, and the New York, so he was with the Giants from 1946 to 1947. And then in 1947, he signed with the San Francisco Seals, or he was with the San Francisco Seals on a rehab. And uh, then he's with the Padres from 1948 to 1949, and then he's back with the Rainiers in 1950. Wow! Have you ever seen pictures of your great grandfather? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I there's actually a really cool picture um, 
there's some pictures that I love some of the pictures that he's with uh, on, when he's with the Rainiers. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite pictures is with with he he had his picture with Jackie Robinson. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it was after he retired and everything. Jackie Robinson came into town and he was playing, um, and he has a picture of Jackie Robinson like holding his right arm, like. I guess I, I can't remember what the caption said, but it's something about like how my grandpa used to throw like super hard and mm-hmm. throw missiles and stuff. So he's like holding up, like touching his arm, like he's got like a missile for an arm. It's pretty cool. It, it, actually, you're wearing a number forty two. I am. Yeah. Shirt. That's actually that's funny. I didn't it's even realize funny that. You're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. right? So this is like the baseball I'm sure. Every yeah. num- there's a story behind every number. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of funny that you're and ironic. You're talking about your Jackie Robinson and your grandfather, and yet you're wearing yeah. a number forty two shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after in 1950, after my grandpa, um, he had uh, surgery for his bone sh- bone spurs in his shoulder, and it ended his career. But oh, wow. nowadays, I mean, it's a pretty simple surgery. But back then, it was uh, pretty. Like, I mean, just season ending, his career ending yeah. for him. Because yeah. you know the medical has come a long way, long ways since then. I mean, you you, Even, talk, you talk about having Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Tommy John was like an actual player, and you mm-hmm. know they had that surgery. So it's like it's it's a vast difference between Very different. then and now. So mm-hmm. the medical field is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, your you know grandfather playing in the PCL, mm-hmm. and you, you know that's all up and down mm-hmm. the the West Coast. So it's like you know you were in that particular area. You ever go to any PCL games like when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I went to a few Rainiers games, uh, mm-hmm. Tacoma Rainiers games, uh, growing up. Um, Nothing, actually, I did. I got to go, I was playing with Chafee at the time, and we were playing in Salt Lake City, and we went to a Salt Lake Beast uh, Tacoma mm-hmm. Rainiers game. So I've been to a few few uh, PCL games. Okay. It's pretty cool, yeah. But, you know, knowing that your grandfather, pl- your great-grandfather yeah. played in that league. So w- w- tell me some stories about, like, maybe some of your, I know your dad sent you some more information, but uh, tell me some stories that your, your dad kind of talked about for your great-grandfather. Oh man, uh, hearing some of the stories about like the polo grounds where my grandpa got to play at is just really cool. Just knowing like all the history that was there. Willie Mays played there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I just love. I loved hearing like some of the stories from like the old days, like being in San Diego, being with the Rainiers. Um, mm-hmm. It's just. It's all just like it's so cool and just like knowing that I could be doing that same thing. Like mm-hmm. if I make it to the major leagues. Um, you know, it's 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 cool to to think that I could be a part of that too. Yeah. So your grandfather, Mike Budnick Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played at the University of Washington, according to some information that mm-hmm. I found. Um, and then you know, just to kind of continue on, I think that I saw that your, your your dad played ball too. My dad did. Yeah, he went to Shoreline High School up in the Northwest as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went to Bellevue Community College for two years, and then he transferred to University of Washington. And your dad coaches too, correct? My dad does coach, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he coaches – he coached me all the way growing up until I was about 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I turned 16, I went we played with uh, Chafee, Chafee Holmes. Okay. Um, Chafee Baseball Club. And, uh, yeah, my dad uh, started coaching at Edmonds Woodway High School when I was a junior. He started mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and then he's been coaching there ever since. Let's dive more into yeah. that experience with your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, you know, having my dad coach me, but everybody's experience is a little bit different and mm-hmm. how they things come 
how you do things and so on. But talk a little bit about experience with your dad being your coach. Uh, it was it was awesome, honestly. Uh, getting to spend all that time with him growing up, um, the countless hours of batting practice that he would throw my brother and I, um, just getting to hang out with him every single day, being on a baseball field, doing what we love to do. Mm-hmm. It was just it was a great experience. Um, honestly, I wouldn't. You know, you hear a lot of a lot of kids these days like, oh, I don't want to play for play for my dad or anything like that. Like, I mean, you, there is it comes to a certain point where you kind of start needing other direction. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I got I learned everything that I know about baseball from my dad, and I wouldn't change that for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was so he coached me. I don't even think I was even two before I was on a baseball team. Yeah, I think I was like 18 <laughs> months old or something. Dad's um, out there with the ball. Yeah, with ball. Whenever he came home from work, it was give give him a ball, and he was thrown to us when my brother and I were super young. Yeah. Um, There's balls flying all over the house when we were younger. So. Tell us a funny story about just some like random <laughs> thing, like you're, you're playing with Dad, something maybe. Because uh, I, I remember throwing the ball and breaking a window. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's – God, I can't tell you how many things we broke in that house. <laughs> so what, what's the one thing, like, your dad's going to listen to this, and he's just going to start hysterically laughing. Oh, man. Um, too many stories. There's too many. Race. There's too many, man. <laughs> I can't even. There is there's one story. I, he might get mad about this one. I mean, okay. uh, so I used to be, when I was really little, when I was, like, three, four, five, I was a switch hitter, mm-hmm. and I was predominantly left-handed. And yeah. then... I think my mom wasn't able to take care of me one day. My dad wasn't. My dad was at work. My mom was at work, and I went. I can't remember. I think it was my aunt, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe not. I don't remember. But uh, I came back home, and I was only hitting right-handed. And my dad was like, "What do you no like? Switch back to lefty. Switch back to lefty." And I was like, "Nope, I don't want it." And from like, I could have been a switch hitting, switch hitting catcher, and all would have been great. But uh, I, from then on out, I was only hitting right handed, and he's still to this day is still mad. <laughs> so he's like, "Date." Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, taking it to a different level, like clearly mm-hmm. from you know parent to child, you 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 learn certain things about you know being a you know, person growing up being an adult and then, you know, and in this particular case, like being a man, mm-hmm. you know, your dad taught you, you know, certain things about being a man, but what's, what's some one big major leadership at, you know, thing that your dad taught you from the baseball perspective? Um, you know, I was always just taught to be a leader. Um, mm-hmm. whether that was, it was both for me growing up and, um, and, from other coaches as well, not just my dad, but it was, I was always, I was always a vocal person. I was a vocal leader. Um, I, I showed it by the way I played as well. So it wasn't, I wasn't just vocal. I wasn't just saying, Hey guys, let's like, we need to be better than this. Like I was, you could see that I was trying, like I was visually or visibly trying to be better, um, and show, how to be a leader. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to take guys underneath, under my wing mm-hmm. and, and, and take them to the cages with me. Um, take them, do extra dry work, you know, whatever it was. Um, I was always trying to be inclusive of everybody and, and trying to, to take them with me and, and be that leader that I yeah. could be. 
So let's jump back into your early childhood, mm-hmm. like you know, with your dad. You, you know, you have all these stories about your yeah. great grandfather, your your grandfather. You know, clearly, you know, your dad coaching and maybe playing some. You know, what was what was your first major league experience or first professional experience that you and you know you got to go to with either your dad or somebody else? What was that? Um, remember, it was Kingdom. When I was at the Kingdom, uh, Seattle Mariners, we had season tickets for a long time. Uh, with the Mariners, and I, I, I don't know why. I don't really remember much inside the kingdom, but I remember being on my dad's shoulders. We were walking around the outside of the stadium to get inside. You know that. Remember that that walkway mm-hmm. around the outside. Um, and I remember looking to my right, and I, I remember seeing Safeco being built at the time. Um, and I, I don't know why that is just stuck in my head. So whenever I'm at Safeco now, it's or T-Mobile Park now. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty cool to think that, like, I remember being at the Kingdom um, with my dad and, and my brother and my, my mom. Um, but I remember just sometimes at the Kingdom just how loud it gets and being being there. Uh, oh man, I miss the Kingdom. It was a cool place. But uh, I remember one lady that was sat in front of us, and she was the, hu- the biggest Alex Cora fan. Oh, yeah. And she was so loud. <laughs> these caves um so honestly that that's probably my first memory is her being so loud about alex cora but mm-hmm. um yeah just i mean growing up being being at safeco um being in the kingdom and it's just you know history of the two teams is pretty cool or the two places what's the uh the one player that you kind of looked up to like the most like hey this is the player that i really like and uh, you know, I follow them along. From mm-hmm. up to uh, Alex Rodriguez. That was that was my guy when mm-hmm. I was ever since I was born. Um, and then he got traded, and I was still big, big, huge uh, A Rod fan. Mm-hmm. Then some of that stuff came out about cheating and whatnot, and I was I was pretty bummed. That was I was pretty bummed about that whole entire thing. Um, but I mean, I still I still like like A Rod a lot. Uh, Griffey was another guy. Um, that was my brother's go-to guy. I mean, he's been my brother's favorite player ever yeah. since I can remember. Um, but A-Rod, A-Rod is my guy. Um, now, I would say, like, once once I started, uh, like, catching and pitching more, um, I was – Buster Posey was a guy that I looked okay. up to a lot. Um, and Max Scherzer. Max mm-hmm. Scherzer, just the, the way he, he dominates a game and the way his, he is on the mound, it's it's – second to none i mean it's yeah. he's he's one of the best and that's why i mean his mentality when he steps on a mound yeah. is why he's one of the best now you know growing up too you you had these you know baseball experiences but what was what was those baseball experience like with your friends just outside playing like pickup ball or something wolf ball oh wolf ball yeah. wolf ball was our thing um we even in high school uh Actually, I was still in high school. My brother was a freshman, and his some of his friends were over. We were just in my backyard. Um, we had the Budnick Backyard Wolf Ball Tournament. <laughs> so it was pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every single day growing up, it was my brother and I get home from school, go outside, mm-hmm. play wolf ball. Um, can't tell you how many times we had to go jump the fence to our neighbors and go grab the <laughs> go grab the wolf balls and – knock on their door sometimes and hey can we can we come get a ball and mm-hmm. everything but yeah wolf ball was was our main thing that we would do my brother and i and 
people come over, we'd play wiffle ball, and it was that was outside of like the actual baseball with uh, with everything. Um, mm-hmm. It was wiffle ball for us. So when you started playing uh, competitively baseball, what mm-hmm. uh, was what was your position at that time? Because usually when it's really early on, you're not you're not really catching and you're not really pitching. So um, what was that position early on for you? Yeah, I honestly I was I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, infield, outfield, uh, catcher. It didn't really matter. I just wanted to be on the field. Um, I would say when I was like once we started getting into um, like actual pitching like we we're pitching mm-hmm. uh pitching catching to each other i think it was nine um i was i mean you still kind of moved around everywhere but i was mainly pitching and catching at that time too um when i was 10 um i was in majors is what we called it um i was on my dad's team with my brother and i mean you still had there's still the rules a a certain like you had to play a certain amount of innings and yep. get a certain amount of bats and everything and um, I, re- I remember being pretty upset that I wasn't in the starting lineup my first game when I was 10 and my dad was just like, dude, you're like, you're going to play. Like, don't, don't worry about that. And to this day, he still thinks I was just so mad about not being like, I wasn't pitching the first game. I wasn't starting as a 10 year old, but dad, that's not right. Um, I was just <laughs> mad. I wasn't in the starting lineup. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, that whole 10-year-old year, I, I kind of had to do that because I was I was the youngster on the team, and um, there was we had a lot of good good players on that team that year. Um, and then once I was 11 and 12, I was – so I, when I was 10, I was playing a lot of outfield, second base. Um, I'd catch every once in a while, pitch every once in a while. But it was mostly just outfield and second base. Yeah. Um, and then – once I was ten, or once I was eleven and twelve, it was more when I started catching a lot, um, pitching a lot, and then I was I play infield as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then twelve, my twelve year old year, it was pitcher, catcher, shortstop. Yeah. Um, and then really, I was pitcher, catcher, second base all the way up until um, high school. Really, high school, I guess. Um, and then after that, it was pitcher catcher. Yeah, you were named uh, was it 2006 through 2009 to the Pacific Little League All Star team. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, three what four four years in yeah. a row. Yeah, four. Uh, I was what, nine and tens twice, two years. So when I was nine, when I was ten, I was on mm-hmm. All Star team, and then uh, eleven and twelve. Yeah, that uh, was an experience. I bet that you yeah. Had there. Still one of my one of my favorite baseball memories to this day is when I was uh, 12 years old and we were playing against the Mill Creek All Star team. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Mill Creek was just so above and beyond back in those days. Um, and my buddy and I, I was I started pitching. Um, we were didn't do too well in the first inning, but um, we were down three. We were down three nothing after the first inning. Um, and then my buddy came up, hit a three-run home run, and then I came oh, wow. up, came up right after him and uh, hit a solo to take to take the lead. Oh, there you um, go. And then we, I think somebody else came in and we ended up losing that game. But oh, um, yeah. But I, I mean, going back to back with with one of my best friends, like 
He, I, I knew him back then. We played together, but mm-hmm. now I mean, he's one of my best friends, Matt McLaughlin. Um, yeah, he's. That, I still think that's one of my my favorite baseball memories. You uh, ended up uh, tra- transitioning over to the Seattle Select baseball team, mm-hmm. uh, playing some time there. What I read is that you guys went to a Cooperstown tournament, mm-hmm. and out of a hundred teams, you finished ninth. Yeah, uh, you know. Clearly, you know that that's a feat within itself about finishing ninth out of a hundred, and you're getting teams from I'm assuming all over all the world, over the country, yeah, and all over the yeah. yeah. So, what was that experience like for you to be able to go to Cooperstown to be able to play in this huge tournament where the the baseball Hall of Fame is? Yeah, no, that honestly, that was one of my. Uh, it's such a great memory that I have. I, I was able to go the year or two before that my brother played in it um and my family's able to go out there and and experience that with him so i was sitting and watching during that whole entire thing and Mm -hmm. um seeing all these different players i mean you gotta think like 100 teams 15 like 12 to 15 12 to 15 guys on each team um playing in this huge tournament i mean all those different fields that they have and everything and oh god I, i remember watching him play and I was like I, I want to be in this I, I want to play in this and my, my dad and my team um, we were able to go out there and we, we did really well we finished ninth um, but you stay you stay in these barracks um, each team has their own barrack and so you got a hundred teams hundred or however many guys it is um, at this like on this little like it's basically like a little mini university type uh-huh. thing um, yeah, different games. I got um, meals provided for us and everything. So it was it was a really cool experience. You got to see a whole bunch of really great players. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good time. And then um, we also got to go to Cooperstown. We got to see the Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and I got to see my grandpa. Like some of my grandpa's um, like artifacts are. Oh or really? Not, not artifacts, but like we got to memorabilia. Yeah, we we got to see like some of like his history there and um pictures and stuff of him and it was really cool just being able to to go to cooperstown and know my my grandpa like some of my grandpa's like memories or not memories um like artifacts and stuff were there um yeah so some is is like gear not gear gear, um uh, just like pictures yeah like pictures and stuff like of him are are there in the hall of fame and it was really cool oh really yeah wow so let's let's talk more about this tournament because mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure it was really competitive baseball. Mm-hmm. So like so, how competitive do you think it was? Uh, it was on for for twelve year olds. Um, it's very it's a very competitive tournament. Um, yeah, I mean you get some of the top the top teams around around the the country to play mm-hmm. in this thing, and it's I mean you're you're duking it out. It's I mean it's. It's a great tournament for for those for that age group. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got to think like you're you're getting rings when you go out there and everything. So it's it's. I mean, you get what what the team pays for. It's like the experiences and everything. It's it's a really great tournament. Yeah. So where do you go after the Seattle Select baseball team? And so that was yeah. So I was 12 with that. Um, so 13, 14, and 15, uh, I played with Seattle Select. Um, played for my my dad was coaching that team too. Um, and yeah, some, I mean, played in some great, played some great teams, played some great tournaments with that. Um, I think my 13 year old year, we were like 52 and nine record wise. Yeah, we, we were, we were really good my, my 13 year old year. Um, 
Yeah, uh, just some, I mean, great experiences, get to travel with that team and, and doing mm-hmm. that, um, playing with my dad. Well, some um, notes that I have is that you guys won the CABA National Championship out of 60 teams from around the country, and that this was like played in Chicago, mm-hmm. and that you personally hit a three-run homer during the championship game. Uh, I hit three home runs. Three home runs. Three home so, runs, yeah. Three uh, home runs, sorry. <laughs> Let me. It's, <laughs> yeah, three home runs. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, that was so. Yeah, the, the, going like that same tournament. We were we were in the marquee game, um, which is uh, it's like basically like one of the opening nights of the tournament. Um, and there's I think there was five thousand people there at this game. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, people from all over were coming to to see this thing, and you got all the. I mean, it, it was kind of like a like a little ceremony type deal, and then you got the home run derby, you got another competition going mm-hmm. on, um, and then the marquee game after that. So, yeah, there was a ton of people. We got smoked that game though. We were playing the um, something Astros. Oh man, why can't I think of it? Something Astros. I mean, they had like the top players from around the country playing mm-hmm. on this team, and we got. We didn't even make it to uh, past five innings because we we got, I think we got ten or fifteen runs, <laughs> but uh, they threw a perfect game against us too. Oh really? Yeah, it was a bad, bad game. Um, so, but I mean, going back to that, so play the tournament and everything. Um, that uh, we we won the silver division. So. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't the top top end of the tournament, um, but we did. We did make it in the silver bracket, and we did make we win the championship that game. And I hit, mm-hmm. uh, I was leading off that game. I, I, I hit a home run to lead off the game, um, and then we batted around that inning. And I think I hit a three-run home run oh, in that same inning. And then uh, two innings later, um, I think in like this, I think in the third inning, uh, I hit another home run. So everything was just like lining up. Yeah, everything game. was lining up. And the cool thing about that is, um, so that day, um, I knew that was going to be my last, my last game with Seattle Select, because um, I'd already been in contact with Chafee. Um, they, they wanted me for the the following year. So I turned to my dad in the elevator, and I was like man, this is, this is the last time that we're going to, like, this is the last time you're going to be coaching me with this team. Mm-hmm. This is the last time that I'm going to be playing in this organization or with this club. Yeah. I was like, I got to go out with a bang today. And he goes, you got to go out with a bang. And then I hit three home runs <laughs> in that game. It was pretty cool. Pretty, like, a pretty, like, great cap to, uh, like, a great experience of those, those uh, three or four years that yeah. I was with the team. So then in uh, 2011 through 2014, you play Edmonds uh, Woodway High School. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a four-year letter winner mm-hmm. uh, there. You, you're a pitcher, catcher, or a designated hitter. Uh, you had some all-league recognition as a freshman. Uh, I was all-league outfielder as a freshman. All-league outfielder? Which was funny because I played two games in the outfield. So <laughs> I think it was just because it was one of those things where – I did pretty well as a freshman, um, but I mean we had some top guys in the league at the time, and it wasn't so much like 
that I was an outfielder, it was like, hey, this guy needs to be recognized, but we don't have a position for him, so uh-huh. let's throw him in the outfield. Let's do. <laughs> let's let's throw him as an outfielder for the for the all league recognition. And uh, so you says you helped the Warriors claim three league titles, advanced and and advanced to the um, playoffs mm-hmm. three times. Uh, you you played for the that during that time frame, the 2011-13, the Seattle Mariners Cup team, and the Scout team in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you also played basketball and you were a team captain during mm-hmm. that time. Uh, so let's talk about your high school. Let's talk yeah. about your coach. Um, so at Edmonds Way High School, my coach was Dan Somoza. Um, great coach, uh, great guy. Uh, I loved playing for Somoza. Um, he just brought an energy to the field that was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman year, I got to play with uh, Bubba Jones um, and Derek Callahan. They were uh, two seniors on the team. Um, which had, we had a third senior as well, Ryan Brown. But those two guys, Bubba and Bubba and Derek, were they? I mean, they were known known around the town. Um, mm-hmm. Bubba ended up being a sev- seventh round draft pick that year. Um, Derek went to Gonzaga. Um, so, I mean, you had these top guys and I got to learn a lot from those guys, just kind of what it meant to, to play, like to, to be in the league. And, um, I was, I remember being really bummed when we lost in, uh, the state tournament we lost to Bothell who ended up winning it that year. Actually, every single team that I lost to in the state playoffs ended up winning it, which is pretty, pretty funny. Um, <laughs> that is ironic. Yeah. Um, but we lost to Bothell that year and I remember I remember being a little freshman, um, get home and I'm just, I'm, I was bawling my eyes out. Um, and it wasn't, it honestly, it wasn't the fact that we lost. It was because I know what those two, that those two guys really wanted it as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, I feel like, I feel like I just kind of let them down in the sense, but like, I know it wasn't anything that I did personally. Um, it was more just like being bummed that we didn't get to win state, the state tournament. Um, knowing how much work that those guys put in and how much work we put in throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that my freshman year, um, there was two freshmen on the team, uh, Mac, myself, the guy who hit the, hit, he and I hit the back to back home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I were on that team and, um, yeah, we, we, he, he started the first couple games and I, I did not start the first couple games. Um, and he was one of those guys that actually transitioned to be an outfielder as well. Um, it was kind of a need. Uh, it was, he filled a need that we needed, and uh, I was I was catching at the time, so um, I think it was kind of more of a trust thing. Like I needed to be trusted to be able to handle some of the the older the older pitchers, mm-hmm. um, and ended up ended up starting. And I don't think I was taken out after that. DH being played outfield and. Um, was catching, uh, pitched a couple games my freshman year, um, but I was mainly just catcher, DH, and outfield, um, and that was, I mean, that year was still some of the the best times that I had on a baseball field. Um, there was one practice I remember, Mac and I talk about this to this day, um, there were some guys who weren't playing, um, and our coach Somoza sent some guys down to play for the JV team. And but we didn't know that mm-hmm. at the time, so we showed up for practice, and there was just nine guys there, and we were like, "What's what's going on?" So he's like, "Oh, I sent some guys down who weren't playing um, to play JV," 
and Mac and I look at each other like, dude, this is pretty cool. Like we're the two fre- like two freshmen playing on the varsity. <laughs> um, it was just with the starting like it was just like the starting nine basically that just had practice that day. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that 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 team um, was pretty cool as well because my my home field was underwater the entire year. Like we just had a terrible drainage system. Oh wow! So we didn't actually ever play a home game at my high school that year. We were played. Um, different locations we we're called we called ourselves the road warriors the road warriors that year because we were we all of our home games were on the road um just different various locations um to to be able to get our games in so it's pretty mm-hmm. cool so uh talk to us a little bit briefly about your coach and some like leadership style that you learned from um he he was also I think he was a big factor into to me being a vocal leader because um, he he brought and, and just bringing energy every single day to the field. Um, uh, yeah, he he and my dad are both were um, kind of things like you have two hours. It's like two three hours. Forget about kind of what's what else is going on. Um, come out and just give it give it a hundred percent to what you got for that day. Um, actually my coach at Everett coaches at Everett said that too, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was kind of just like, forget about everything else that's going on. Come and give it a hundred percent in that practice time. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. It was, uh, being a vocal leader, um, kind of just showing, showing everybody leading by example, uh, was kind of a big factor. Yeah. And you finished your senior season um, at school. Mm-hmm. You hit 459 as a senior. You drove in 29 runs with three home runs. That's what the statistics say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, so what was that senior season like for you? Uh, awesome. Um, I had some of my best friends on the team um, just getting to experience it, like that high school experience one last time. Um, I had a really good freshman year. I had a down sophomore year, but I, I feel like I had the down sophomore year because I actually set the school record for walks in a season. I had like 33 walks in a season, uh-huh. which is just ridiculous for high school. Um, and I think my confidence went down because when I did see pitches, like I was walking so much that when I did see pitches, I wasn't swinging at or I, I missed them. Um, so uh, I had a pretty good junior year, and then senior year, uh, I just kind of it, it all clicked together, and I had a really good senior year hitting wise, um, pitching wise too. That uh, was a lot of fun that year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been really fun uh, being able to sit across from you and talk about your family, and then dive into you and talk about your history so far. So. We're, we're going to close this, but before we do, yeah. we always have my little time that I like to do my three questions, as you've okay. probably heard yeah. uh, from some of the other episodes that we've had. So it's going to be three questions to get to know you a little bit better, okay. maybe go into one or more, but we'll see how it goes. So the first question is is this. What's your favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie? Oh. Mm, I... Sandlot, the okay. Sandlot. Yeah, uh, I really love Four Love of the Game as well. Um, that's uh, that's up there for me. But yeah, Sandlot. Sandlot. Who, who's the best baseball movie actor? Best baseball movie. 
Kevin Costner. Yeah. For Love of the Game, Bull Durham. I mean, those two movies mm-hmm. are just... Those are, I mean, Bull, I didn't even dreams. think about Bull Durham. Yeah, Field of Dreams. Oh, man. There's three. There's three, yeah. yeah. Three movies right there that are... Man, maybe I have to take back Sandlot now. Costner's got to be like a Cost- manager yeah. in a movie. He's played players. Yeah. Played a guy that's on a cornfield. Yeah. And... You know, now he's got to be a manager, I think, at some point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would say Kevin Costner's my favorite actor, and I think I'm going to take it back and say Bull Durham's my favorite baseball movie. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Superhero power. Uh, I think I'm just going to go basic. I think flying. I think I've, mm-hmm. if I was able to fly... I think that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to fly, but I'd probably wet myself because yeah. like, I'm scared to death of heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not then. I don't know. <laughs> what, you're I scared didn't think, of about, I didn't think about that one. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I think it'd be, I think being able to have a superpower to fly, I think would be really awesome, but I don't like the taking off part and the landing when I actually am in an airplane. Uh-huh. So I might have to take that back. I super feel strength. Like when I'm super strength. I'm going super strength. Because okay. I always feel like when you're landing on a plane, because you bring that up, it's like in the Flintstones, and you got to put your feet. Down yes, and you're like, exactly. Like, uh, I grab onto the. I feel bad because I feel like I might grab somebody's hairs one time. Like I'm grabbing onto the the seat yeah. ahead of me, bracing myself. <laughs> so last question. Mm-hmm. They make a baseball movie about your life. You know where this is going. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, so who's playing you? In this baseball movie. Who's playing me? I don't know. I'm a pretty unique guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Wild and crazy. Do you think I could play myself? You could Is play it, yourself. Can I play myself? No, I don't want to play myself. I think I could play myself, but... Um, let's see. My, my, mine would be like a younger Steve Martin could probably play you. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Think you so? seem like the wild and crazy. <laughs> wild and crazy. Uh, yeah. You think um, Jimmy Fallon could play a series here? Jimmy Fallon. There you go. Um, Justin Timberlake. There you go. I'm going with Justin Timberlake. We like bringing sexy back or something? I'm bringing sexy back. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Well. Tate's been great. I really appreciate it. I mean, you're not just going to be on this episode, but we're going to bring you on another one. next week again, but we're going to be recording that just here in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, you'll be back again for next week's episode that they'll be able to listen to. Uh, but I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, thank you so much for sharing what you have with us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And, and the fact that your your dad, thanks to your dad for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for, for doing that research and helping thanks, us dad. out. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so that'll do it for this this episode as always i'm your host ben and um you know go out get yourself some big league chew bubblegum because big league chew is the official bubblegum of the diamonds and roses podcast i personally like watermelon and great what what kind do you like take oh uh just the original honestly the original? i really love the original the original yeah. flavor a lot of sugar in there but it's yeah. great so yeah, yeah. i have that great. but anyways so i'll do it you you take care wherever you're at and just beware next week will be part two here with tate so Take care, have a great day, and peace out.